0: Welcome back to The Basement Music Lovers. You are now tuned into Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, down here in the basement, making with the podcast. Uh, got a really good one for you. Got a little really special one for you this week. We are, we are going to start cranking up the interviews uh, going forward. In fact, uh, just this past weekend, uh, sat down with the lovely Laura Gibson uh, the day after her show at IOTA, which was uh, magnificent. Uh, so spoke with her, and uh, that's going to come out a little later. I wanted to coincide with her next tour. I wanted to be a little, but uh, it's fantastic. Got Phil Cook coming up, uh, and actually, I think we're going to be speaking with Khan, which you've heard play on this podcast. That's just a few of the people coming up in the next month or so. Uh, right now, though, uh, we're going to be talking with somebody that I've actually been trying to talk with a long time, way back when uh, they were in a band called Ugly Purple Sweater. I'm talking about Sam McCormally and uh, Will. McKinley Ward. Now, uh, Ugly Purple Sweater played one of its last shows, actually, I think with Kingsley Flood. I think it was at that show. Um, they were a more indie pop-friendly band. Uh, n- what was notable about them is that they just made great fucking songs. Uh, so, that band went away, and in its ashes has risen up, uh, Fellow Creatures. It's a new project they've been trying to get off the ground and working on for a good Two or three years, I think. Uh, Finally, today when I'm taping this, this is the sixth. uh, Their album is out on Bandcamp. I want you to look down in the show notes. There's gonna be a link to it. Uh, Go get it. Listen to the album if you haven't heard them before, or if you haven't seen them, uh, check it out. It's fantastic. So, um, leading up to this, uh, we were like, hey, you know, we've never talked about any of the music you guys have been doing so uh why don't you come hang out also invited my friend paul vodra from hometown sounds over because paul is 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 one of fellow creatures biggest fans in fact you'll hear him say he was at their sort of beta test show uh at the old bathtub republic right here in dc um so uh that's what you got coming up for you and before before we get to that i do want to say we're going to talk about this a little a little later in the week we're actually going to Sturgill Simpson uh, review is coming up next week. I lost Merle Haggard today. The uh, only thing I can say about that is fuck. Because there's... Uh, 2016, as uh, Patrick emailed me, uh, is officially the worst. But, uh, you know, he, he was a legend, not just a country. Just He was, he was one of the greatest songwriters that uh, has ever been or will ever be. Uh, if you aren't familiar with his catalog, his entire catalog, actually, uh, do yourself a favor. Go back... Uh, revisit it, relive it, drown yourself in it um, So, uh, just wanted to mention that Because, uh, despite my chipper mood right now On the inside, I'm crying a lot Because it fucking sucks So, uh, RIP tomorrow, hag uh, And, uh, and yeah, so now let's let's get going on the podcast Here you go This is episode number 172 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast We're talking with Sam and Will From Reason Fellow Creatures for quit-
1: Getting
2: bigger each
0: day. Pumpkin. It happens here. And it finishes here.
3: Two men into One man leaves.
2: Nearly a
0: two-word review it just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up and next minute. That right there is it's a logical, logical fall.
3: reason however he talks into a mic or however he compresses it it bothers the shit out of me
0: what like Think is this? it is it uh too much bass or is it too much uh it's
3: hyper compressed it's mm. just you can just hear it it's really squished who, who is this roman mars on the show 99 invisible i'm glad you didn't say armando trull
1: i love his voice <laughs> he
0: the traffic guy his <laughs> mic oh, yeah. his mic yeah. his voice He's is my favorite. he just has a very bizarre voice <laughs> yeah i mean that that's that's is that part
2: tra- Is he traffic? Cause you, I feel like he's a transit reporter. He's like the yeah. man on the street when there
3: was like there's like a fire. If there was like a fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's yeah, a fire he's, guy. It's the
1: shit gigs. Yeah. It's always like where's Armando today? Right. Yeah. The bucket brigade is out on U Street.
0: <laughs> You know, and then like one thing is like a cat got out of the town this <laughs> morning. I'm standing here with.
1: He did like a War of 1812 reenactment at one point. And, what? Yeah, he's like, well, <laughs> the Brits have just crossed the Bladensburg Bridge. <laughs> what, like, like war, like war of the worlds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he, uh, it, it was yeah, like some
0: sort of prestige thing they were doing. I'm not sure. Huh. that's. uh... Nice. I, I need to dig that up. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah it's good. Um, it's definitely worth it. So, if you guys are ready, yeah, we can yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we can get started. Uh... Yeah. Will, Sam, fellow creatures, thank you for coming down here. Paul Vodra yep. from Hometown Sounds, thank you for being down here. Always. A uh, I guess I'm going to see, I've been trying to get you guys on this podcast for a pretty long time. It's true. Yeah. Especially Sam, Like you've been in a couple bands, so uh, I think we'll start. Uh, off a little chat with the question that is on everybody's mind. Why did you guys have to break up a perfectly good band to have a new band?
3: (laughs) Um, It was a product of circumstance. Uh, Basically, we had two members of that band quit at the same time. So um, our drummer... Mike Tusevely, and my wife, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> Both quit the band at the same time. Um, she, who,
0: your wife, Rachel, who did not quit you. Who did not quit me, yes. right? We have since
3: uh, stayed spawned. together. Yeah, and Spawned, spawned had, yeah. a, had another
0: human. Congratulations on that. Probably, <laughs>
3: probably been a net benefit for our relationship. When people ask me like about being in a band with your, your significant other, I say that I don't recommend it. Yeah, in general, uh, like we we had a we had like a we had a functioning system, but it's you know it's like an extra layer of complexity on everything that you mm-hmm. do. Basically,
0: I, it's a good separation of church and state. Yes. Like it's so like, yes. so like Dari and I, like our relationship is based on when we. This is years before we started dating. We talked about music all the time, which developed into literally into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but she, you will never hear her on mic except like the year end one to make fun of me <laughs> and call me an <laughs> asshole. Like yeah. you're stupid, and because because of that, even though yeah. she has better opinions about music than I do
3: and and Rachel is still involved like I'll, I'll play her I'll be like Rachel I got this new song and I'll play it for her and she'll be like well it's okay and then I'll be like no you're wrong but <laughs> yeah. she's never wrong she's always right, right Right. so I mean she's still like involved um, she's still always my first listen but
0: um, but then
3: we had this she moment guests. where it was like <laughs> hey Gus um, we had this moment where the question was okay we lost two members of the band we lost one of the founding members of the band because Rachel and I
1: had started Ugly Purple Sweater
3: together
0: yeah
1: yeah you did not a whole album, just the two of you.
3: Yeah, we did a whole album. It was just the two of us, basically. Um, and so the question was, like, do we want to continue under this moniker or do we want to take this opportunity to do something totally different? And another part of it is that we had all been itching to really sort of change styles and yeah. try out something different, and it just seemed like too good of an opportunity. Basically, like we could have, we could have conceivably released this record um, under the name ugly purple sweater but mm-hmm. it wouldn't have made sense i mean it's like it's uh for one you know will and i are splitting songwriting and singing equally so that would have totally changed the identity of that band and right. then also stylistically it's very different i don't play guitar on this record hardly right. at all um, i don't play guitar at all when we perform um Will you're taking all
1: the guitar duties right yeah, yeah. i mean yeah i'm much to the band's chagrin <laughs> <But> <laughs> no 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 um it is I mean, true.
3: We're all in up in each other's business
0: when it comes. Yeah, to Yeah, and
1: we all play everything. Everybody in the right. band basically plays every instrument, so
0: we all have ideas, and but it's good that way. Yeah. So this this started up uh, how soon after the decline of Ugly Purple Sweater?
3: We started writing basically immediately. Yeah. Uh, basically, it was immediately we started getting together like once a week or a couple times a week to like try things out. Um, and then we we spent a year in the basement, basically writing new stuff and yeah. trashing stuff and trying to trying and to come up with a new
1: fearishly prove to ourselves that we could <laughs> still make music <laughs> yes. yeah
0: yeah what was there that fear like after the after because sure. i mean the purple sweater was a well received band, <laughs> like to put it mildly you know? yeah, yeah, there
1: was definitely there was definitely a fear um i mean. We, like, especially on my part, like, I was, like, I was an advocate for wanting to, you know, contribute more songwriting stuff, Mm -hmm. and so I was in this position, oh, well, I'm really, I'm I'm pushing for this, and if I don't deliver...
0: Yeah, was it one of those things, like, you said it, you said it, and and all of a sudden, like, oh, shit! Yeah, right, now, (laughs) now, now,
1: right, now I'm on the hook, you know, so I, uh, yeah, definitely, I wanted
0: to, like, show up, you know? Um, When you, now... You, you noted the uh the difference in sound. I think it's a it's a start difference in sound between uh your work then and and you guys' work now. what um what started pushing you towards a more electronic uh sound? Well, I think there's
3: two things. When the previous band started, it was just Rachel and I acoustic guitar, banjo and singing. And the more we played shows that way the more we started feeling like, man, I wish we had some drums. (laughs) Uh, Because you'd be in these situations where we'd be on bills with bands with drums, and you'd be like, it really pays to have that dynamic range Mm -hmm. in a show context, people really respond to it. And so, you know, as a musician, like you're always, I don't know, I always feel like I'm thinking about what's going to work in a particular context and like playing acoustic guitar and banjo while some people can pull it off. It's a difficult thing to pull off and like having that power of a full band behind you is something that's really hard to resist. So then we added three more people. We added Will and Rishi who Mm -hmm. are in fellow creatures and we added Mike who played drums in that band. And as we kept going, it was sort of the same question. It was like, what what's working well in the room? What's working well in the room? Um, When you play shows, what are people responding to? And so part of it is just, you get out, you play a bunch of shows, you figure out what works, and what seemed people seemed to be responding to were um, vocal harmonies and um, uh, the keyboard stuff we were doing right. and the stuff where there, were more, there was more focus on the percussion. So some of it was just sort of following what we felt like was being received well right. as we performed. And the other thing is that I think just the music we listened to. I was saying to somebody recently, like the the people who we end up talking about in band practice as people who are trying to imitate are like – Kendrick and D'Angelo and St. Vincent. And there's, like, not an acoustic guitar in sight in any of those people, <laughs> no, obviously. No Radiohead? I'm um, <laughs> kidding. <Kenny>, of <laughs> course Radiohead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra- Radiohead, yeah, too. Yeah. And Grizzly Bear. We, but, try and, yeah. we try to duck it, but it's there. <laughs> yeah, no, Always I, there.
0: I mean, that, that's, you know, the the worst thing I think any musician can do is just try to be like, nah, I've never even heard Radiohead. <laughs> like, like, like right. but yes, oh, you have. Yeah. And they, they influenced everybody. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was just sort of following what we were like what are we excited to listen to let's yeah. try to let's try to get more in, in line with that i
1: i also and i also think that we we overlap in guitar uh-huh. worlds fairly significantly but not in the keys world at all basically i have no i have right. no ability to play the piano or, or at least well i a little bit but but i i you know when we were trying to figure out like okay what zones are we trying to occupy mm-hmm. in this new group right um, i think uh, the, the keyboards was an obvious advantage and and just like a like I, I every had the time comparative I comparative advantage to it, slip into the language back into yeah, right. yeah. that 's yeah, but I mean you were like every time we you were playing keys in like a purple sweater, I thought it was like this really exciting thing to to work against with guitar, so it just made a lot of sense in that
0: in that way when the, when these new sounds started coming out, were you guys surprised by what you were making and all?
1: I don't know. I I don't know.
0: No. No? <laughs> Not surprised. That's a good I don't know. Uh, I, had to, I, I mean, I, you know, I, the larger, the, the larger question of that is, is, you know, are you do you consider yourselves like craftsmen? Like you craft this song and it is this and it has to be this, or do you let it guide you? Hmm. Um, and so in that sense, you know, assuming uh, that maybe it guided you towards like this certain type of thing that, you know, you were playing and you were like, listen to it back on playback, and well, be like, holy fuck!
1: I, th- I, 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 w- I mean, I would say that we let the band guide in a lot of ways, and we're bringing songs to mm-hmm. the, you know, bringing songs to the band, and in that sense, like, the result is always kind of surprising. Um,
3: I, I also think there's a great Elvis Costello quote about like it, when you have writer's block, the best thing to do is to find a left-handed fretless bass and then go sit in a closet with the lights off, <laughs> and yeah. see what you come up <laughs> with. Um, okay. and, and I, I think that there's an element of that where like we um, got ourselves a bunch of new tools and a bunch of new ways of working, right. and so like I, I got this toy piano off Craigslist and I put a pickup on it, and I, like I started experimenting with that sound, and that's on the record. Mm-hmm. And like I started playing around with synthesizers, and like Will started playing around with like a micro synth on the guitar, and like we started stealing percussion loops from various places and like at, building songs on top of those. And f- I, I don't know. I often get inspired by like new sounds or new instruments or new ways of working, and so in that sense, there is every song is a is a, a a process of discovery yeah. you're sort of like you and i sort of feel like if you want to write a new kind of song you got to write in a new kind of way yeah and so that that was a big part of this band was like we got to write in a new kind of way so that's it's collaborative we were like trying out different instruments
1: and there's a, there's an underlying assumption that that like whatever i bring to the table thinking is fully formed is is usually not that right and and i, I would i would venture to say the same for you and um yeah there's a couple songs in the record where you sent me a demo or i sent you a demo and
3: i was like that sucks and i (laughs) but except for the first two measures like shuka shuka is like seance yeah yeah, Shuka is is that way where we'll send me a completely fully formed song which was good
1: yeah i was like this is it
3: and i heard it and i was like this is good but it the the back two minutes is not as good as the first two measures so i took the first two measures and looped it and built a totally different song on top of that (laughs) right having each other to do that with has really has, has provided some surprises.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, when you're writing, it's, it's like the, uh, I guess the editor theory, like, you know, your first draft always sucks. Yeah. No offense, will. <laughs> but, but you no, know, no, yeah. it, it does. Or, or, it does or it's with, a different
1: band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: It, with everything. And if you don't have that, uh, you know, look at Kanye's latest release. Uh, if you don't have an editor, <laughs> you know, that mess of a fucking album happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, and it's, a lot of times I don't think people, especially like writing partners necessarily get that mm-hmm. out of it. You know, it becomes a, a very large ego struggle. Yeah. Uh, which can break up bands as, as famously.
3: And we had a, we had some great conversations early on where like, we had this stack of songs in a Dropbox folder, like, you know, like, a, like well more than we needed. And we had to decide like, okay, which of these 25 songs are fellow creatures?
2: Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm
3: and we sort of pared it down to like six of those and it was like this is what we want the band to be about and then we sort of wrote a bunch of new songs with that and that like that was really productive to have that conversation mm-hmm, where we were mm-hmm. telling each other that thing you think you like sucks and like, we, were, <laughs> we were both on both ends of that
1: I mean really yeah um, yeah it's brutal but it, I mean you, uh, it, you trust the process and yeah uh, and uh, yeah it comes out better hopefully
0: yeah I mean th- there's definitely a, a uh, cohesiveness to this record uh, there seems to be a couple different like modes you guys are trying to hit on. I mean, you start off um, with the uh, what's the name of the song again? I'm trying not to think about it, uh, which is uh, I mean could end up on a Jeff Buckley record, you know. If, if you didn't tell somebody, it's like yeah. Uh, but then you go and in right into uh, have, maybe you guys can help me say this is is it Slurian Stomp? Slurian Slurian Stomp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is uh, honestly the great or one of the greater like end credits like to a sci-fi movies <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> big and bombastic. And yeah, it really makes, yeah. A
0: and it. that, that mm. it's surprising because knowing you guys and knowing, um, surprising isn't the right word, knowing you guys and knowing like your history, you're a DC band. Um, you, I heard that and I'm like, why, why isn't this playing at the fucking Verizon center? Like, why is like, Ex ambassadors opening for Muse, and not somebody who's doing this shit, uh, because it's huge.
3: It's huge. Uh, The hugeness, we should say, is in that on that song. Louis really helped us take it from Mm. like galactic to intergalactic scale. (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) I I I was wondering. We've had Louis down here a bunch of times. uh, I know Louis a bit, and uh, so how how much feedback did he have? Because I, I mean, that's his. That's his jam. Yeah, like he he is super sci-fi nerd, and then listening (laughs) to this, I mean, even some of the song titles on here, uh, you know, it's uh, I got that sense of you, and I I mean that like as a compliment. I mean that is it's not a concept album, at least I don't think it is. Mm, Yeah, Uh, but at the same time, it definitely is a is a mood album, and I can put it on and I'm transported a little bit of ways.
3: That's great. Um, Well, yeah, he so working with Louis was awesome. He's amazing it we, was amazing. we basically gave him we picked like six songs that we felt like he would be particularly good at mm-hmm. at taking to the next level and we were like please do whatever you want um <laughs> but he was involved in sort of that so with the songs were written we'd been playing them we had arrangements of them that we were mostly feeling good about and then we gave them to him and we we're like see if you can see if you can uh, spruce this up a little bit and and he worked on those tracks and like his contributions like really take them into a new place and are really cool. And Solarian Stomp is a great example because he added all this extra percussion. He used like how this idea to add all this extra percussion stuff, yeah. which really makes it sound really maximalist. Um, and plus, all of his like Louis bells and whistles, like, yeah. weird swoops and shimmers and stuff that really, uh, I mean. I mean, he, he, he has an influence on the record in more than one way, too, because in addition to like working directly on a few of those tracks, like we love his records. And yeah, we yeah. sort of like hold them up as like, this is what it really... Ha was
0: one of the most underrated records last year. Yeah. Uh, I, was- know, I know actually Pitchfork like, decided not to write about it. Somebody wrote a review of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, We're not going to do it. Mm, uh, I also know uh, our friends uh, in Roadkill Ghost Choir, where I, I played it for them. Uh, last time they were up here and it influenced I, I've heard their new album and it influenced them. Yeah. Which was crazy. I was listening to it and I'm like, I know I tried to hook him up with Louie <laughs> and like I know they didn't. Yeah. But at the same time it's a sonic like footprint that gets put yeah. on. It. He he's a he's a collaborator of
1: the highest order because yeah. he, he just like <laughs> I, I think I think where he's so smart is that he knows at what point a band is going to perceive his influence as too much yeah and he stops and he just like uh he mm-hmm. he's really good at figuring out like where where he where his influence can just be perceived as part and parcel of the whole song and not uh like enveloping the whole creative endeavor right which is which is what you, is so is what
0: you awesome. want in a in a good producer yeah. and
1: it's just like a just an excellent like uh yeah. business ethic <laughs> you <know>? yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> So I mean, did you guys learn working uh, with him like how to like uh, not necessarily write songs differently, but craft the songs for fellow creatures that you're wanting to? Like, did it like illuminate what your band is going to be?
3: You know, I think yes, although not as much as I expected. I mean, I think one of his great one of his great contributions was to sort of turned down a song like he uh and wouldn't you like to know which is like the first uh-huh. uh like single that we put out i had given it to him and i was like louie i want you to like take this to the max and he listened to it and he was like <laughs> you know he was like you know That's- i'm gonna add a couple of little things but i don't think that it needs the overhaul that you think it needs and mm. other songs he gave like a big overhaul to but he just having him as a listen mm was really really valuable. See see right. it's funny because
0: right. that song was actually in my in my notes I had uh that as an 80s sci-fi training montage of the highest order. <laughs> It really is like the aliens from uh, Starship Troopers have killed like my family, and I'm loading up my laser guns and I'm going out. But really, I mean that's and, and this is my problem. That's not how we this wanted is, to make you feel. Well, I mean, you know, it's out of your hands. When <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So yeah. it's out of your hands. Yeah. So I don't know what that says about me because I said the same thing about the Pines and maybe Lucy Dacus. <laughs> it says
1: that you really like Starship Troopers.
3: Right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, Who doesn't?
0: Um, so that's interesting to hear that he was like, "No, I, I don't know. I don't." Yeah, I'm gonna sort of back out of that one. Um, I
3: mean, he, he contributed cool stuff. I don't want to deprive him of credit, but like he didn't he didn't do the total like su- like uh, extreme makeover of that yeah, song yeah. that I sort of thought that he might or yeah. thought that he could. Right. And ultimately, I think he was right. I think it didn't need it.
0: Yeah. Um. So you guys have have until up until now sort of toured sporadically. We are we are all uh, middleish age people down here right now. Yeah. Um. What's it like for you guys? I mean, you you have a kid now. Uh, I don't think you do. Will you have a cat? No kids. Yeah. What's it like for you guys coming up uh, (laughs) in Juni, especially with what's going on in DC right now? uh, This immense growth uh, as people who have jobs maybe have mortgages and whatnot.
3: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, well, you know, it's it's funny because I think oftentimes when we do like press stuff there's a tendency to like fake it till you make it a little bit Mm -hmm. um it's tricky though i mean i think basically we're going to keep doing what we've been doing which is like play out of town shows when we can yeah uh take advantage of the fact that we're on the east coast which means we can go do new york and come home the next day or do new york and philly over a weekend or something yeah um but i mean it, it is tricky and you have to i don't know you have to sort of focus on what part of making music is meaningful to you. And like, for me, that's like writing new songs and working on new songs as a a band and playing great shows. And, uh, you know, you just got to keep putting stuff out that you feel good about and, uh, keep playing shows out of town. Um, and, do you you have to to play, do you have to
0: play shows out of town?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. I used to think that like what you needed, what bands needed to do to get big was to just like, Live in their van, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's true anymore. I mean, I think there's enough stories of people. I mean, I know lots of bands who do that and don't ever break into an
0: next level. Ninety nine percent of bands, yeah, just don't.
3: And it's ex- it can be expensive, mm-hmm. and it can be, you know, you only have to play so many shows in like a uh, city you've never been to before to four people before you're like, this is not helping. <laughs> 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 we we can yeah. keep doing this forever. Yeah. Um. And even if we did this every year, and all of the people who came to the show came back in six years, there would be twenty people here. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not. Uh, but but I think you do have to do it, and like every time we do it, like we meet new people, and we yeah. like get inspired by new music. Um, but I think we have. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what are you
1: talking I about? I mean, this? I would I? say I would say touring is the the advantage to the to it for me is just like playing the songs over and over again over a series of right. days, and then you come back and you know you play a show that maybe is more meaningful in some ways Mm -hmm. at home and you sound, you just kill it. You know, you you sound excellent. Right. And, and that's, that's part of the reason why you do it, I think. But also I just love, like I, I, I do, I, I have like a allegiance to the, the old guard, like listen to, listening to bands from Blooming, Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. Like, you know, doing like like a like a chicken picking country sort of thing that you happen to be on the bill with, and just being like, "Wow, these guys are fucking awesome!"
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, even though they don't sound like you,
1: they don't sound anything like us. But but like just the kind of exploring the nation aspect, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> of mm. of touring or whatever. you're Like that's super awesome. It's a, it's an opportunity, you know. And oftentimes you're staying at some kind soul's house for free, yeah, and you're like.
0: And it's just. Although a I think way you guys to... wrote a song about that, but
1: <laughs> we did.
0: <laughs> we did. It yeah. was a focus of a
1: piece well, somewhere in the book. And, local it, B, and but... let the record show that that the person who put up the house w- is a kind soul. I would say.
0: Yeah. Yes. What, what did they do? What, what's it again? The.
3: So here's what happened. We played with this band in Cincinnati. Was Zima
0: involved? Well, that's Ohio is your first problem. But no, no. <laughs>
3: right, right, yeah, no, yeah, damn right. Um, we we wait <laughs> yes. on this. So this this uh, this fellow hooked us up with a show in Cincinnati. It was a it was a cool show, and then he was like, "You guys have a place to stay," and we were like, "Of course not." And then he said, "Would you like to stay at our house?" And I said, and "We were thrilled." So we get to the house, and uh, he's like, "Guys, it's late. I got to go to work in the morning. I'm going to bed." And we're like, "Peace, man." Meanwhile, his two housemates, housemates.
0: Yeah, House, was
3: that right? They were the housemates. They were two dudes who were is. I mean, for for some housemates reason.
0: or concubines? I don't know what <laughs> right. well, one, one I'm going to go with. <laughs> they were
3: they were male concubines, sure. and they I mean, were they were uh, the smoking weed and drinking a lot of PBR or toadies maybe net. featured prominently. And then they were listening to toadies. not
0: not entirely undifferent from what Bush. We were just doing, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> featured prominently. Um, and they
3: were getting so angry.
1: They were really
0: angry. so finally
3: at about like. Four
1: or three we, thirty. We, we, oh, sorry. I, I, I should just say that we were having a great conversation, and then like something just uh, a <laughs> uh, switch oh. was. Like, what, what happens?
3: What flipped was Will was like, "Hey guys, I." Uh, so we we had been told we were going to sleep in the living room, mm-hmm. but these guys were having their obviously totally unstoppable drinking fest in the living room. <laughs> so we were like, "Well, we're not going to sleep here." Like, I don't. What's gonna happen? So Will was like, "Hey guys, I was just wondering if uh, I don't know maybe there's like some place we could like
1: go to same, sleep." Same, no, I, I, I love when Sam Sam same does his, his impression of Will. <laughs> it's, just very, it's very like very like very. Uh, so. It's what you sound like, you know? <laughs> um,
3: and, and they got so, so... We'll the playback for you. <laughs> <laughs> they got so mad at us. They were like they started hitting each other. They didn't yeah. hit us, but they started like hitting each other. They were and, like punching each other. And
2: they were because like, they were mad at you.
3: Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, yeah, no, it's your house. Absolutely, it's It's your house. Whatever you want to do, you you can't go to sleep, but it's your house. (laughs) Do whatever you want." And we're like, "I didn't understand what was going on." So then, like, we decided to like just try to sleep in the porch. I mean, it's like July, so it's warm outside. So we're sleeping on the porch, and then they come out and they like they grab this
1: like old TV set that was like in their living room, and they no, it was in the grass already. Oh, is that right? I think so. Well, yeah, it, doesn't it was late. <laughs> anyway, they, they grabbed some baseball bats. They held bats forth <laughs> on this television And they they, bur-
3: they barged down to the porch and they're like, oh, we didn't know you guys were sleeping out here. Sorry. And then they started to like literally destroy the TV right in front of us with a baseball bat, like right, right. where we were sleeping. Uh, <laughs> it was really, it's funny. I tell it now and it's very funny to it's me. <laughs> At the time, it was really upsetting. Like I can't. I don't well, exactly understand. Oh yeah, because you
0: guys had played a show, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. This is like you played a show. You're on tour, and then you know you're, uh, you need your alone time. I mean, look, that's that's yeah. Part of just touring. for sleeping, and it
2: seems like the thing they were angry about was like letting you sleep. Like that was the thing that they did not want you to do. Yeah,
3: they 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 found that to be an infringement on their personal liberty.
1: They're, like I, you
3: sleeping. I think sleeping.
1: I think they were dead. They were just like dead set in having this experience. This like. Like someone had just broken up with their girlfriend, or was having a hard time. Some combination, and they just wanted. They were like dead set on that evening being about commiserating over relationship problems, right. and we were like, you just get caught in the middle. We we were we were in the middle of it, right, right, and <laughs> and and they they made us pay.
0: i will say that
1: if you guys have see the look in will's
0: eyes there's a far away look of sadness i mean we
1: left at four in the morning
3: drunker than we should have been yeah five in the morning like to drive away it was like we're too drunk to drive but we might get beat up with a baseball bat if we stay here so like we drove we got on the interstate and we drove we got off for the first exit into indiana and slept literally under like the the like like picnic pavilion at a rest stop in Indiana for a couple hours before mm. we went on to the next show. It's raining
0: and wet. If the album doesn't work out for you, if you guys consider a reality television show, <laughs> "Life on Tour," as fellow creatures.
3: Uh, Will, did I tell you that our our song is getting pitched to this reality show? Fuck <laughs> yeah! So that, that's actually sort of what. I was so yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think we have a future. Uh, so fuck yeah, it,
0: skip yeah, that. Yeah. Put your own music in your own reality show. Yeah,
3: yeah, we get it. A... It's the
0: soundtrack of your life, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: sorry
2: well and thank god those guys finally have a presidential candidate to really represent them
3: <laughs> okay. I thought about that as I was saying it earlier but I, we, we played with uh, with that one fought. of the one of the uh, the aggressor is in this other band and we played with that band sometime later and he felt really bad about it oh okay well that's good <laughs> felt that's good <laughs> He did. So there, <laughs> what I'm saying is, there's a chance that he's voting for Marco Rubio. Okay, it's <laughs> <That's> a chance. <laughs> is there is
0: there a debate tonight? No, it's Thursday night. But is th- there? No, it's Sunday night. No, yeah. that's Democratic debate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Small oh fingers and all that. Oh, uh, Small fireworks. I've been talking a lot, but uh, Paul, you're, yeah. you're here to talk a little bit. You so know, you've been fans of these guys for like a fuck long time, right?
2: I got to go to the yeah. beta testing show. Oh, that's right. At bathtub republic, that I almost was like tweeting about and promoting you until I me. until I looked at the event and was like, "Oh, this is a private event.
0: I need <laughs> yeah, to he, not do that." You texted me, and I was like, "Where the fuck are you?" Yeah, bathtub. I'm like, I don't know what that is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you did not
2: know what bathtub
0: at was. The time, oh at man, that's time. time I didn't uh, know what that, is. I'm, that show glad, was,
3: I'm glad that no more people came to that show.
2: There was a lot of people at that show. It was and a it was, sweaty
3: mess. Oh my it gosh! And it ended nasty. at like
2: eleven on a Saturday night, and I was so gross. I had to just go home and shower immediately, and I was in the city ready to go out to somewhere cool but no it was disgusting that's our goal for all our (laughs) shit just to make everybody so disgusting I want to say that's true
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is our goal I mean are you guys going to pull some Gallagher shit like just smashing watermelons (laughs) like people bring in the plastic uh, plastic wrap he was
2: smashing watermelons yeah (laughs) Uh, so all right, so if touring is not necessarily the way to world domination what is the plan for world domination win the
0: internet
3: <laughs> yeah, <within the> internet. <laughs> I, I will have you Easy. know,
0: we are the 23rd most influential indie rock site uh, blog on the internet, according to one source. <laughs> um, so you're going to have to go through uh, us. Yes. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gatekeepers, man.
3: I mean, yeah. I, do, I think, I do think that, like, I don't know, um, Matt Dowling, who mm-hmm. played in Deleted Scenes and plays in The Paper, Effects
1: and Paperhouse now. Yeah, that's right. Papers, yeah.
3: He says uh, that great bands play great shows, record great records. Or actually, well, no, no, it's, it's a, it's a. They play great shows frequently. They practice frequently. They mm-hmm. record great records frequently. They release videos frequently. Um, and I love that formula because there's no
2: secret. There's no bullshit. There's yeah. no
3: bullshit. There's no secret. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: You just have to keep doing it and. I think you have to have the totally naive faith that a great song recorded in a great way will find an audience. Um, if you if you put some if you put your shoulder into it a little bit and that means playing shows and like talking to fine gentlemen like you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, I, th- I think you have to believe that because otherwise you just believe that
0: it's whoever can pay the most for publicity.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, is the are the people who get famous,
0: which, which it, is definitely part of it. No, it, it's a problem. I, I tell you that. Like, and we're actually, I think, going to do a podcast on why a lot of PR sucks. Yeah. Um. If yeah. you, I won't name any names, but if you see, uh, some bands from DC who were featured in national publications that shouldn't have been. Period. Huh. Like, and it, and it's because they paid for their PR. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that that type of thing does not help an artist. Yeah. Because. Those you are pitching it to a uh, an audience that is uh, basically considers their content, their music disposable. Yeah. And they don't care. Yeah. So maybe you've got like all the eyeballs on your shit on pitchfork, but none of them are gonna buy your record.
2: None of them are gonna be fans.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean I think it, it yeah. is
3: really interesting when you talk to bands about like their publicity experiences, it's like, one of the greatest things about having something on like Pitchfork, mm-hmm. for example, is that all of your already existing fans have something to get excited about. Like, mm-hmm. that is almost the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and then also it helps you get um, shows at places that might have been reluctant to hire you yeah. without the, like, Pitchfork says you're the greatest band of the century. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- but, but a lot of it has to do with, like, motivating people who are already like you and not about, like, getting new people to, like mm-hmm. you say, buy your record. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Um, and I, I do think that, like, the I'm a Spotify subscriber sure. because why wouldn't you be a, a subscriber to one of these services because they're hyper-convenient? Um, but I think it does make music seem really disposable. It, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, just the idea that you don't have... Songs that you go back to over and over again. You don't. There's no. And there's. It's funny. They could do this in Spotify if they wanted to. You could have like a collection uh, window where it's like I'm going to drag all the stuff that I really love into this.
0: I think they have that. They do have they that. They do have that. It's like you go in and save. And, uh, and sorry to Eduardo's friend. That <laughs> didn't start getting on audio again. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, we all here subscribe to audio, Uh because the interface was made by people who understand UX and design and. Uh, they had that, and it was fantastic. And so, it initially it mirrored my iTunes library, which is vast, and uh, it made it easy to navigate. Now, since it shuttered, I have been forced to move to Spotify, and uh, and actually, I do Apple Music because it's, it's fucking Siri. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's integrated. <laughs> that's the reason. Uh, okay. and, and I like to support these things when I can. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the interface of Spotify is. I, I can't, like, Paul can't figure out how to make, set up a queue. Mm. Like, just like, I'm going to get it work, and I'm going to hit 10 albums that I haven't heard, and I want them in a row, and I, wanna, I, I want them in this order, and he can't figure out how to do it. Mm. And so you get back to just stuff like, oh, this popped up, this is new, this is... Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's just, and there's so much
2: music. I mean, like, Spotify has these, like, discover playlist and the fresh finds and whatnot. And so you just like, oh, let's hear some new stuff. And you just hit go. And a lot of it sort of passes through yeah. and doesn't really. But every once in a while, you know, like you'll hear something somewhere like on All Songs Considered or maybe on this, you know, playlist mm-hmm. and, and it'll just like maybe on your smack podcast. you in the face. And you're like, whoa, just the, on the very first yeah. listen, you know, you're like, what the heck was that? It's
0: yeah. Nick, Nick Sanborn, uh, uh Sylvanessa was down here um, and he uh, we were talking about mm. this and he was like awesome. the mobile app. Uh, it has it's a big shuffle button instead of a play when you pull it up on your phone it's a shuffle button because you really you want to open up to pimp a butterfly and shuffle it oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to open the white album and shuffle it like it it <laughs> It, it's the most baffling that's if you don't pay for it though right that's the free no no if I pull it up right now it says shuffle to play I have to go and start the song like hit the track but this giant green button huh. Here, uh,
2: <laughs> that's what it wants you to do and yeah. that's wrong That is, uh, yeah because people put yeah. things in an order for a reason I'm sure that you guys put a lot of thought into yeah. the order of the album and how you wanted it to flow because it does flow you know
0: but, but I do th- I mean mm-hmm.
3: for this very reason though like the way people are oh there you go yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: I've seen that. Yeah, like, yeah shuffle like, play.
0: as, as Don't somebody, do that. as a designer. Like I'm like Why? <laughs> like it hurts. Like it's <laughs> so dumb.
3: But they're not stupid. I mean, that's what's really unsettling about it is it's the it's the, it's the George Bush question. Is like, is he stupid or is he incompetent? Or is, is, he, is he stupid or is he evil? Like, right? That's right, the right, question. Right, right, right. And is it, is, are they intentionally subverting the form right, of the album or are they accidentally subverting the form of the album? And I think it's probably intentional. I think it's like we, they think they understand that their users are more and more interacting with songs as right. one-offs on the internet. and so So, if, that, that, so
0: if that's the user base, though, how do you guys as a band react to that? Do you try to write that? I mean, I, I don't think this album is full of singles. There are definitely a bunch of songs that could be singles on that. But do you turn around like the next album out and be like, "Man, uh, we're looking at all this data. We're looking at what got played like the most there, and we want to write a bunch of songs like that." Or do you write songs that are are just strictly meaningful to you? I I don't
1: know. I got I got to say that I think. I think we, we definitely try to take like I try to take into account what, what people seem to be reacting to when they yeah. when when but you uh, can't not. Right. You gotta you gotta. But at the end of the day, uh, I just uh within certain parameters that we have set up for ourselves, I, I just have to write the song. <laughs> yeah, and, you know. <laughs> at yeah. the end of the day, I yeah. just gotta I just gotta write the song and uh or write a bunch of them and uh, see what see what comes together. And, uh, I mean,
3: it's um, interesting because I think that um, people who are really well-established can put out a single. Like, Drake can be like, I wrote a little song called Hotline Bling. What do you guys think? And then it's, like, the largest song of <laughs> the year, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but I think for the vast majority of artists, like, the album is still a statement. It lets people mm-hmm. explore sort of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like, the creative vision of a particular artist. And it sort of, like, lets you establish yourself, um, as something a little more substantial and so like while the spotify youtube uh, mode of consuming music would seem to lead bands to just like release a string of singles mm-hmm. designed to maximize click maximize clicks um i think at least i mean the way that we find fans and listeners is like we play a show and someone brings their friend right or like they see it on somebody's podcast and it's it, it isn't um people want something a little more substantial that they can dig into. And they yeah. want to see that there's a little bit more there. And so it's like, you got to put out an album to do that. You got to give people a reason to invest some time
0: or do a good press. I mean, that's a hundred percent of the reason why we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, if somebody comes on here and is just like, I'm talking about the talking point. Here you go. <laughs> like it's boring yeah. and it's useless. And yeah. we've actually canned ones <laughs> that we've taped because mm-hmm. of that. Huh. Um, but, uh, the, uh, you want to make people a fan, and you want uh, to do that by connecting with them. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes a le- level of like for you, the artist, like a level of personal comfort. Like, yeah. how much do you connect? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And you have
2: put out a couple of singles on blogs, and what's been like the reaction to that that you've had so far, and how did you how did you sort of think about that?
1: We had a, we had a hard time, I think, figuring out what. Uh, I, I guess the first two singles were pretty. We felt pretty sure about Seance and Allies. Seance and Allies were pretty. Year. Yeah, they came out earlier. Um, I think we put out Seance
0: with yeah, a couple yeah, that's that, right. Yeah. yeah, recorded with Thomas Organ.
1: That was mm-hmm. yeah, that was, the first, that was the
0: first time because you just like I think you popped up in my like Facebook chat or something. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like nice. what, what the fuck? <laughs> Whoa, oh hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the other two, like we, um, we, we
1: just really weren't sure. There was a lot. There was some. Um, there was disagreement, um, and we just, uh, I think we, what did we do? We played them for some people, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and sort of a consensus emerged, or at least a false sense of consensus, and, mm-hmm. and we're just like, ah, oh, let's try this. Well, I mean, um, this, the first one
3: we released, like in this run-up to the album release, wouldn't you like to know, mm-hmm. um, I was ready to can from the record. That's true. I, really? I, I was I That's was going true. into I mixing. Saying, I yeah. was like, let's cut it. We, we have we have eleven songs. We really cut one. We did. still have ten. Yeah, me too. Me too. But for some reason, it was it was pre mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chris Freeland, who who engineered and mixed uh, much of the record, um, he did wonders to it and made me really happy with it. Um, but that and that part amazing. of it, I think, yeah, we we solicited a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I guess, and part of it was like what came out, what what really captured something. Uh, Really amazing in the recording itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, like what what sounds just very well recorded was part of was part of the picture too. I think I think that when you like to know, just uh, like Chris really did an amazing mm-hmm. job, and we 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 put a lot of time ahead of time in on trying to come up with the right sort of thing. Louis had a little bit of right. say in it. Yeah,
2: nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so you've had a lot of this done for a while, or at least written. Demoed, recorded. I mean, the recording process yeah. I think took a while. Yeah. What, how, where are you at with like the new stuff? Like, are you, I know a lot of musicians, like when they get the album done, they're moving on to the next thing and they're already, they're already tired of the old stuff <laughs> before it even comes out. They already want to move on to the new stuff. I saw stuff. you around
0: the Beautiful show and be like, fuck this song. <laughs> <laughs> Will,
2: Will and I agreed before we got here to say um,
3: that we're extremely excited about this forthcoming record yes. and we couldn't be more excited about it. Uh, that said, the new record is uh, like seventy five percent written, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna record this summer. Um, <laughs> anyway, like, bam, 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 go! Well, it, no, you're right because well, it was it was mastered in November. Fast. You gotta move fast. Um, this thing was mastered in November, and then we wanted to take our time to like do a press rollout and like, mm-hmm. you know all the shit you're supposed to do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and try to like have it land with as much aplomb as possible. Um, but yeah, we're 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 well on our way to recording the the next one, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting, and it's really exciting because the first one took a lot of energy to write because we had a lot of like uh-huh. songs that we then discarded because we decided that they weren't fellow creatures, and mm-hmm. now we sort of we've sort of put a fence around what fellow creatures is a little bit, like what right. what are we trying to do in this band, and so now now we're sort of trying to populate all the different corners of the park, uh, but we know we know what the park is, we know where the, we're moving we a little the, more freely, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
3: yeah, we have a sense of what is our is our comfort zone.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you going to be uh, working with Louie again? I don't
1: know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Uh, we're uh, we're very concerned about doing it very cheaply,
3: <laughs> so we might end up just well, doing it, it, this whole thing. It can thing. be. Yeah, yeah can. So we might end up doing this whole thing ourselves, recording it and mixing it and yeah. ourselves. Um, so we we and we're sort of interested in that too. Like we that have, was
1: part of what that was part of what was great about this last time through is that we I mean not only did we like grow our demoing skills, but we also invested a certain amount of time in mm-hmm. learning the art of, you know, recording and yeah, we, we spent some time in, in various studios and just sort of bending the ear of uh, people like Louie and Chris. And, um, and now we have a, you know, we're not at that, at that level necessarily, but sure, we can do a sure, lot sure. more. Um, yeah.
2: So on the economics, like what about a label? Like, are you guys? Do you know any? (laughs) I don't.
0: I know a bunch, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good, that's a good question.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, this one, you're self-releasing. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, do you think that's the way to go for like everybody, or for you, or like maybe not? Or you just like, where are you at with this?
3: I think that um, first of all, I have no idea. (laughs) But second of all, I think that. obviously above a certain threshold like uh, labels are really essential right um and below a certain threshold um i think you start having to scratch your head a little bit we have some we have you know a bunch of friends who've been in this situation where they get approached by a label even like even like relatively prominent labels and they get offered a deal and the deal is like we'll take half your revenue in exchange for releasing your record yeah and you're like okay if you don't more than double my audience Mm -hmm. there's no economic reason to do it yeah um and so I think, I think the threshold at which a label makes sense is now a little bit higher than it used to be mm-hmm. um, because mostly you're going to make your revenue from like digital sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so there isn't as much upfront cost when it comes to manufacturing, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, if uh, the person who runs Merge or Sub Pop is listening, yeah. like please feel free to get in touch. Well, that, that's actually
0: that's actually what I was gonna say is like I don't know if you guys have read uh, R-Noise, which is uh, the Merge story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I finally read it, uh, and you know, a lot of what made that label was essentially having a distribution deal. Yeah. So in in a real, very real sense, it didn't matter. Like yeah, Superchunk was the one driving it, but it almost didn't matter who the band was it was just a thing going through to this plant getting produced yeah. mm-hmm. and then having that process managed and i think uh in 2016 that's the options for that are like crazy like depending on what you want do you guys believe in like in a format like physical media i mean is that i know a lot of bands like i have to have it on vinyl i i am not legitimate if i don't have it on vinyl or cassette well, fuck! God
3: damn it! <laughs> uh, we are not uh, initially going to do a vinyl run, although we may we may do that a little bit later. Um, yeah. We're not going to do that for the for the first release. I would love to do that. I do end up getting in this weird like mind fuck where I'm like, okay, this record was recorded exclusively digitally. Yeah, it was mixed and mastered almost exclusively digitally, and then we're going to press it to vinyl. So that it's analog. <laughs> like, like, I love records. I have records. I have records that were produced that way. Well, but I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like there's an authenticity reason to do vinyl. Right. I think it, it looks cool. And I think it sounds cool. And I love the experience. It's, but it's also, it's also, I don't know. I don't know we, we aren't doing the first run. Yeah, we'll if you
0: remember course. back in the day uh, when like CDs first appeared and like uh, and digital recording became a reality, yeah. uh, like something like uh, they used to have uh, a D D or DDD or something. Right, right, right. Brothers in Arms Dire Straits was straight DDD, and you cannot get a better sounding copy of that album than the CD, right? Because it is like, like the throughput is. There's no shift. Right. There's no distortion from that sound. There's no. There's no chance of slowdown. Even though they produced a lot of tapes, and if you got it, it was like, eh. but I, I remember like hearing that, going all the way through that mode, and it was more enlightening than any other like CD. I mean, I had like like Springfield and bullshit like that, you know, and uh, Thompson Twins, uh, <laughs> and uh, but that one, the the sound, it wasn't what I was used to, but it was true. To Mm -hmm. what the recording? Yeah, whatever, whatever that, whatever that
3: means. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, at the same time, like I, um, I have like a relatively small record collection but I listen to those I don't know 50 records or whatever it is mm-hmm. like more than anything else and just the experience of going back to something over and over again mm-hmm. and like becoming really familiar with it like that's the part of vinyl that I really appreciate is like
1: oh, I yeah. only have these records well, and there there's also a there's there's an undeniable visual aspect to yeah, yeah. to yeah. records that is like super appealing like I mean I, we we try to certainly I think take pride in some of the like visual uh yeah aspects of the band and
0: and you Which know that's, your logo really fantastic. i don't know who designed that like,
3: uh, it was designed by i'm so glad you asked uh <laughs> jocelyn mckenzie who uh until very recently was in a band called pearl in the beard oh yeah but she's also yeah. A, a graphic designer and a stylist and it's fantastic a art director it, it, it is and,
0: such a like the weird like negative space between you guys and it's 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 fucking just on point thanks cool yeah. and the yeah.
2: other thing is that the cover of the album
0: that's what, that's sort of what I'm talking about. Is yeah. Free, yeah. So the photo amazing. the
1: photo is Mike Snyder mm-hmm. who um who did all of our like we did this massive photo shoot over the course of like the first like, very early on mm-hmm. like before and and we got that that planetary image back from and we were like, "Oh yeah, okay." Yeah. It's so it's really album art awesome. done. Yep. You know, basically. Yeah. And then I, I messed around for, with it for a while and uh but yeah, like I mean a large format image of that. Yep. That's yep. it's beautiful. I want that. It's to a end. beautiful piece of art that that, uh, make that Mike that. did. You know? All right. Please All right. make that for us. I want to. I
2: yeah.
0: Want to. Fantastic. <laughs> it falls into your idea
2: I, it I, does I, fall I, into my idea. Like I, I, want, okay. I I'm just going to spit out. I think you should if you're going to sell it like it shows, right? You're going to sell stuff at shows, but like you said you the, most of it's like through the digital downloads with Bandcamp or whatever. Like I want to buy like a 12 inch Square vinyl size <laughs> print of the cover of the album with a download code with a download code <laughs> yeah with the da- and here's the wait wait here's the killer idea right on the back there's two download codes so that you can give it to a friend oh that's good see that's good because you don't need you don't need two download codes for yourself you're gonna give it to a friend you're gonna let the word spread about the album so we're we're gonna do CDs and I think we'll probably do some download
3: codes also we ugly purple sweater put on a record exclusively on download codes and this is a really interesting uh, geographical Mm, which is in DC and in New York people are like it's a download code sure I understand what it is and anywhere else people are like but do you have okay I should also say the download code our friend Amelia Bird produced these picture frames that the download card was in like she hand printed these picture frames they're Mm -hmm. like gorgeous they're really cool Um, all like literal like letter print like letter press old style printing press stuff um really awesome and people would come up to the table and be like oh i'd like to buy a cd and we'd be like okay, well we don't have cds but we have these download codes in the form of a picture for you. and they'd be like yeah but i'd really like a physical object this is that is a this physical is, object. this is like i'm holding an object in my hand this is right. physical but that remains really important to people
1: uh i
0: think it's, like, it's like books and kindles
1: yeah yeah
3: it's
0: yeah. just a serious argument in our house yeah. <laughs> oh, and that. Yeah, I mean, you so you can
1: get in the shower with with a Kindle and put it. In a I pl- mean, <laughs> put it in a plastic bag, and you can just read can, Is, in the is shower. that shower. liquor talking. Can, can you get? <laughs> you in can, the can do it. You can do it. I had a, I had, a, I had a roommate, Patrick Patrick Lozada, If you if you're listening, it brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. You just sit in the shower reading <laughs>
3: Pride wow. and
2: Prejudice. and zombies
1: running up your water bill
3: running up the (laughs)
2: water bill you (laughs) (laughs) You get to a really good chapter it's like
0: 25 pages long this is retaining your experience and how you read like state dependent (laughs) reading yeah right um (laughs) that's true yeah uh so we're running up about an hour, gentlemen. I have uh, I have one more question. Yeah. I no, well, more we, question we can them. we can keep talking. I mean, I'll, <laughs> yeah. Here's my question. The, so the, the, the record we have to bust is two hours and fifteen minutes.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> okay. This will be a long question. No, I'm just kidding. It's not a long question. So <laughs> our bathroom
2: breaks allowed. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: I'll hold down the fort. <laughs> yeah, okay. So here's my question. So I don't know if you saw um, earlier this week Johnny Grave, uh, blues musician in DC, yeah. Uh, yeah. put out a video wherein he requested that NPR cover more DC music and specifically proposed this video series whereby they would take musicians and take them to various locations around DC and film live performances and then put it online. And there was a lot of uh, uh, cheer behind that idea. A lot of people got by that. But there were a few comments online that were saying, but I don't believe that we should focus on DC music just because it's here, just because it's local. I only want to focus on good music, and I don't want to care about where it is. So how do you guys feel about that? I do, I do think that nothing makes
3: an event sound less cool than hot local bands. Well, yes. <laughs> and that's why, and Bob Boylan said this, and I totally
2: agree, we like to call it DC music, not local music. Yeah, yeah Because that yeah. sounds better. You know, local has a negative connotation because... You know, in a lot of places where there isn't a really good music scene and there aren't a lot of talented musicians that happen to live here, then local music is like crappy cover bands. Yeah. yeah, You know?
3: I mean, I will say that there are so many talented people around here who do stuff that's really inspiring to me. And I hope that they're all very successful. Uh, Who comes to mind? The bumper Jacksons come to mind. Mm-hmm. Bumper yeah.
1: Jacksons are amazing;
3: they're the greatest. Um, North
1: Country is uh, North Country. So is many permutations of amazing for me. They 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 guys. made our best of like the year year. Not just like, DC. we we
0: were just like we we do to highlight the DC scene at the end of our year, and then we do a, a, a end of the year, and both them and Louis Weeks made our, our best of the year. Right behind Beauty Pill, who we can claim. You guys have opened for them, you know, yeah. We can claim them as DC. They're in Arlington, but yeah, oh yeah, yeah they totally count
1: beauty pill something else. they're amazing <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a lot
3: of really exciting well, you, you know
0: you know what's crazy about beauty pill now is that they were gone for a while yeah and now they have sort of risen up as because this uh, and Paul uh, has been we I mean people listen to this podcast know you Paul but like he runs hometown sounds has been one of the driving forces of, of exposing people to this DC music yeah uh, much better than like anything I've done or honestly I think anybody in the city has done like and uh Beauty Pill has been gone for a while, and since they've been back and dropped that album, it's sort of like they're they've become the godfathers of what is happening now. Mm-hmm. and i I don't want to say lent a little heavier air of legitimacy to what's going on, but certainly since they released that album, like people have been really paying attention to a lot of bands that they weren't. Because before, a lot of people were just like, it's punk band one, punk band two, punk band yeah. three, and not understanding how diverse like everything here is.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and it's interesting just to see the transformation that Beauty Pill made in that yeah. 10-year period between albums. Yeah. I mean, which is understandable. But, um, yeah, Chad is... His I mean his production work, like he produced mm-hmm. uh, the more human stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, those records are so amazing sounding. And I mean, they're great and the songwriting is great and they're amazing performers. And the combination with them and Chad is amazing. But anyway, Chad, Chad has his fingers in a lot of pots. Yes. Um and uh I definitely feel like he's kind of the godfather of the of the scene.
2: And it's great that like he when he put out the record and like he's finally, you know, able to stand on stage and, you know, say this is this is my music, this is my sound applied to my songs and we can all cheer and appreciate Mm it as you know, he's on stage instead of just, Oh, and this one was produced by Chad. Right. You know, it's not just that Chad sound on another band. It's on his band that he gets the recognition of it
0: that he deserves. Yeah. Maybe maybe you guys should work with him.
3: (laughs) Well, we, you know, uh,
0: yeah, that would we'll, be great.
3: That would be great. That'll yeah, be
0: great. he's wonderful. He, you know, we, I, I, I I want to work with that. I want him to like. I've been actually reaching out to uh, audio producers to, like figure out how to tighten up our sound a little bit, and like I know Chad, but I have I have yet to like <laughs> send him that text. Be like, hey man, can I just <laughs> come over? <laughs> I it get real trippy. It's, it's just like, come yeah.
3: On. He he said it. You know, we got a, we opened for them a few weeks ago, and he um after we got off stage, he said something nice, and I was like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I'm usually pretty good about like remembering like. There are always niceties after shows. People are very polite, you know. Uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't contain it with Chad. I felt really oh, warm man. and fuzzy. Well, he's... it wasn't just
2: a nice thing because he asked you to open. You know, I mean, that yeah. was that was fantastic. Yeah,
3: it was, it was a real honor. That yeah. was
2: awesome. And and you have an album release show. We do,
3: yeah. Up. So let's plug some shit. Let's not plug <laughs> it.
2: Let's not plug it in the first hour of the
0: podcast. Let's <laughs> yeah. wait till we're back, no, the I, back, the back hour. Will, I will plug it in the show notes and in the up upfront, <laughs> okay, so thank people you will be that. like, but <laughs> but you guys plug it now in case because. Look, people don't like to listen to me. They just skip that <laughs> shit. And they skip to about like 20, 30 minutes in and be like, listen to the, he's the still opening talking. credit song and yeah. 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 We uh we're playing on April 15th, which is
3: a Friday, uh at Tropicália as our album release show. And uh yeah, we got some good stuff in store. Um Will's been working on some stage design stuff.
1: Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, me and my buddy Tommy Bobo are are cooking up some stuff. It's nice. uh, yeah, it's exciting. Lasers? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's kind of lasers.
0: <laughs> it's kind of right. like lasers. Uh, yeah. I, I, want, I want lasers i'm just saying yeah. it's, it's just
1: it's just like marauding catfish with, yeah, <laughs> with lasers and stuff you know it's uh what, what is it i don't know it's corrugated plastic it involves corrugated plastic <laughs> I, a, all, it's, it's a light say. thing
2: i think i think set design is going to be the new thing, thing because yeah. th- that's something dc has really not paid any attention to yeah. and uh, and i saw stronger sex at the Loose Unplug Show, they had a There's very fancy yeah. stage thing that was amazing. So, cool, yeah. Anything that'll give you that little extra
3: bump. And uh, opening for us is Kino Musica, which is a like like a heterodox Afro pop band, um, and they do like Ethiopian stuff, and they do stuff that's more West Africa, and they're really really wonderful, and sort of the best. Hmm. One of the best things I've seen in town in a long time. Nice. I saw them
1: at my brother's house where the uh, Jonathan, the uh, bass player, lives there. And they're, they're just so amazing. Wow. Nice. Yeah.
2: And so that is at 14th and U. 14th and U. And it is underneath the Subway Sandwich Shop in case people don't know where it is and haven't been there before. Because we'll, we'll put directions. Yeah, it's, it's a great club. And that I definitely awesome. have gotten the sense that some people did not quite know where it was and that it was there. I haven't been there. And it's, yeah. It's, I'll be there it's, for it's, this. It's, but it's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah.
3: Like, the, they have all this really cool art installation yeah, stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, it Sounds really it sounds good. Sounds
3: awesome. Underrated underrated absolutely think,
2: yeah. well they, they sort of come and go with booking a lot of bands versus mm-hmm. djs yeah, yeah like club true. nights and that's stuff true. like that so
1: let's let's just do an over under sort of thing now what do you want to do here uh, you just said underrated. subway sandwiches overrated <laughs> yeah, yeah. or underrated <laughs> i think you gotta say the under recipe under for being the being italian
0: sub, uh, sub. <laughs> veggies on yeah. that terrible veggies. idea i'm gonna use the best all right uh gentlemen thank you for uh coming down and uh and uh, sorry it took this, so long to get this done. No, no, but, I'm but, glad. I'm glad we but did this. Honestly, this yeah, thanks so much. Come back anytime. If you just want to, we're usually here Thursday nights. If you just want to come by and like shoot the shit <laughs> about some it. random album that you yeah, may yeah. not have heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That uh, sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. Th- thanks, Paul, for making it. Always a
2: pleasure. Thank um, you, guys. Go, to see, go you.
0: see them. Good luck on the new album. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Fellow creatures, kick ass dudes. Awesome. thanks once again to uh, Sam and Will and Paul for coming out and uh, hanging out uh, on a nice Saturday afternoon here down in the basement Uh, had a really good talk on and off mic Uh, you know, waited a long time to talk to these guys and gladly we finally got to and I suspect it won't be the last time you hear them on this, hopefully they'll come back soon Uh, if you haven't Gone out and gotten their new album. Do that now. Uh, they are playing a CD release show or album release show at Tropicalia. Up on it's up in the U Street Quarter. We'll have the exact address and on the info in front of the show notes on the fifteenth. That is not tomorrow. If you're listening to this on uh, the day this podcast comes out, but the next Friday. Uh, and from there, they're just gonna gonna do tour dates when they can and uh, bring their music to your faces, to your ear holes, and you will enjoy it <clears throat> because it's awesome. Uh, So that is about our podcast this week. Usually we try to play a track. This is a little longer one, so I think we can get out of here without doing that. Um, If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Please do that. Uh, You can rate us on there. You can do that if you want. I love feedback. We all love feedback, whether it's for me, Eduardo, Paul, Patrick, or Carrie, or whoever happens to be on, there, or even for the artists, uh, you can listen to us on Stitcher. We are on Twitter as at Chunky Glasses. We are on the Facebook. We are on uh, Instagram now, as surprise, surprise, at Chunky Glasses, uh, and on Snapchat, which I still don't fucking know how to use. So if you have a clue to that uh, for me, then uh, definitely please reach out. Uh, so we will talk to you in a few short days. Uh, until then, please get out and see some live music. Be good to your ears me be better to your people. See you later. <laughs> oh. Kenobi!